0: G'day, and welcome to the I Remember When podcast, a show where I, Sean, sit down with my dad, Glenn, as he recounts his life stories of the last 60 years. and welcome back to another episode of I Remember When. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. Um, and welcome back. Yeah, we're back again. Getting ready now for Australia Day. <laughs> yeah, gearing up for Australia Day. <laughs> but, yeah. it's, um, and, is, and then the next day i got to drive the bus for you. On the that's bus, right, yes. Through. We have a mate's Bucks party the night of the day yeah. after Australia yeah. Day. So thank you very much for driving in for, for the yeah. first place. Um, oh, good good, good Eddie jobs. It is a very similar group of people. Yeah. So no, yeah, no, it'll no, be, no, it'll be good. a good night. But... Bye. So, last... so since, we, since we last were on here, I came across a, an obituary on Facebook. You for, did send this to me, yes. For uh, someone that we raised earlier from the Army Apparental School, the, um, the RSM, Norm Galsby. Uh He passed away on the 10th of January, and uh, we're still researching, because there's... Uh, I think there's an episode in that yep. man under himself, because yes. the things that that dude did... He was—he um, was a true hero in I, I, the, the yeah. war Look, front. I'm—I'm yeah. I'm not somebody who would throw the word hero around willy nilly. Like I think it's a bogus term. Mm. Like it—it it gets used far too often in yep. like in media and in, um, yeah, film only and got, television. Only got to pull like over and bleed a little bit. Near a hero yeah, correct. Yeah. No, this guy—the things that he did. Mm. Like I—I I don't know the full story, and that's why we want to do some more research. But according to the obituary, he. Single-handedly helped or assisted in the evacuation of his was it his whole command? Yeah, yeah. In Vietnam, after yeah. a mine took out headquarters. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's not he doesn't have a VC, does he? No, he okay, never. So he doesn't, have, VC, a v, he doesn't so have a Victoria Cross. No, but, but he's he probably he, deserves one. He, yeah, it, it wouldn't even surprise me if he got one um, posthumously. Posthumously, it. But like, I don't know that it was an oversight because he's such a well-known man in the in the army yeah maybe and, but still like and, um he's he, he's already murphy mate he's already murphy he's, he was a, a real career soldier yeah he, he was a proper career soldier he, he'd mm. done korea vietnam he'd then come back to do from vietnam he would have come back to be yeah uh, indian at the army apprentice school because I, I remember yeah. in the obit there was a bit about him doing uh, Duntroon. Yeah, well, that's where he went to when he left the he Army, left the army school. school. So, yeah. So, he, he left the same time with you. He did two years down oh, there. Oh, okay, there you go. So, he did two years that I was there. Then he moved on to Duntroon. And Duntroon was like his golden handshake for yeah, absolutely. his final hurrah in the army. Um, and he ended up, he got promoted to a captain before he got discharged. Far out. Hmm. Like, yeah, like I said, I don't, I, I don't, I don't hand out the word hero often i think it's a bogus term for a lot of people but this guy genuinely like seems like somebody who deserves yep. the title yeah we'll do some more reading and do put something together yes, for yes absolutely it. And, I, um, I definitely we'll want to do a whole episode just, on him so like yeah because yeah, uh, i think it's worth well to mention people like that definitely yeah. unfortunately he did pass away this year uh, he was it was no spring chicken that's the other was, side of it yeah he he's he only was. just passed away like yeah. as of recording 10 days ago mm-hmm that in itself is an achievement. Like, yeah. you know, he was, he was obviously an older gentleman when he looked after you guys. And extreme, it was an extremely fit man. That would have helped. Yeah. yeah, and despite how much he drank. <laughs> despite how much he drank. <laughs> that was so, one, one thing he, he did do. He drank, <laughs> he drank a lot, fair enough. He was there was that part of being in the army. I mean, it does seem that that was the case, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there was a case um, in engineers because... Engineers have bragging rights. They, they they even have songs and stuff. that They sing how they, um, they're the biggest drinkers in the Defence Force. Probably not somebody to brag about, but okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. move on. We are, we are, we are the engineers. We can, we can demolish 40 beers. <laughs> um, there was a, a warrant officer fell out of a second-story window drunk, and he was paid under the Compensation Act. Two stories is not a small fall. No, no but it, it It became a fact that he was, because he was drinking and it was a function, he was on duty and he was performing his duty in drinking, so he was paid out in compensation. (laughs) He was paid in compo because (laughs) he fell out of a a window off his chops. Yep. (laughs) My God. Yeah, so. You can't get away with things like that anymore, can you? We we have and... um, not today, though. Like, so we used to have ugh. we used to have things called hails and farewells. So there was if we had it'd be on a regular basis, and anyone that was leaving or any new people coming in, it was it was hails yep. and farewells, you know. And they were compulsory; you had to turn up. They couldn't make you drink, but they you had make to be there. there. Yeah, which I can understand. It's a part of like. Yeah camaraderie so, and you know like getting to know each other and I, I i can understand that well that's that's where it all came from because you were ordered to t- to attend a function yeah just um, right if you were drinking at that function you're actually on duty ah because you were ordered to yep, be there you were, there, you be were be. following orders the yeah. drinking just the drinking to was drinking was just part of it ah. but they uh, were ordered to be there. That's super sketchy. Mm. Oh well, it worked. And, um, <laughs> it's now it's now law, I think. That as far as um, any NGO, anybody in the army drinking, if they're on, if they're at a function because they've been ordered to be there, they're covered. They're covered because they do get up to some terrible, terrible, terrible mischief. <laughs> yeah, I fucking bet they do. Um, that's probably something for another day, maybe a, a different climate altogether there, because some of the stories are... I, <laughs> I would feel that if um, the wrong people listened to this, oh, yeah. there would be people oh, in yeah. trouble. Some some of it is, yeah, some of it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, I don't uh, know what the Statue of Limitations is on stuff no, like no, that, no. but like... But there's some of the incidents um, over my time as a steward... Because whenever they had a sergeant's mess or an officer's mess function, they had we had to be stewards and stuff like that. Steward being the person who looks after the, yeah, the boozer the waiters, and the, the waiter. Yeah, and right, stuff, okay. You know? Well, as was at an officer's mess function, and at the end of the night, the CO uh, excused himself and left. That means the boys can play. Yep. And they played aircraft carriers. And they get all the tables, and they join all the tables together, and they cover them in water, Then they tip metho all over it, and then they light it up, and they get a run up, and they got to dive on it and slide along slide it. Slide along it and see how far you get. <laughs> see how far they get. Now, these okay. guys are in really mess whites. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> they got these brilliant little dicky white jackets. Oh, And my here they are, God. pissed as Diving on these tables are on fire. Okay. And, and a... if they... They, if they would set on fire. They'd be, yeah, be burning. And all the guys, so... and the firemen, would be there. putting them out. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew it known as aircraft carriers and we never set them on fire. But I definitely remember a rover event where we did exactly that. However, I don't think we actually wet the tables down. We just slid bare skin down the dry oh, table. No. It um, takes skins off. Yeah, it wasn't a pretty sight. It was pretty rough. But yeah, that um let let, let me know that, that that is something that I have experienced yep. in scouting. So like that's obvious that's very interesting that, that there's a carryover between the two. I wonder where the swapover occurred. Oh, look, at some it's, point, it's, just, you know, it's like... just games, just games that, that get handed down and passed along and all that sort of thing. Um, I yeah, but a, who thinks to do something stupid like that? Oh, <laughs> these guys are insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went. I was at Sergeant's Miss do, and it was the um, not this RSM we're talking about the Mangia, but another RSM. It was his birthday. Yep. And it just happened to be that it. it was at this sergeant's mess, dude, that it was his birthday. So they brought out a cake for him. And the port bugger was near in tears. But he, they brought this cake out. And they really? Were all, yeah, yeah. Until <laughs> so he tried to cut the cake, and it was SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> they stitched him up with yeah, a it sponge. It was SpongeBob. So he went along with the gag and everything else, and then he ordered all the sergeants back to the table. Uh oh. And he made them all sit at the table, and they just. Carried on with the function, sitting at the table. In the meantime, he's sitting at the end of the table with a notebook. Extra duties, extra duties, <laughs> extra duties. Oh, what a Anyone jerk. that did anything slightly wrong, put <laughs> book for extra duties, extra duties. What a <laughs> jerk! I fully thought you were going to say he made them eat the fucking sponge oh, no, rubber no, no, cake. No, no. Um, I was fully prepared for it. <laughs> he served them each a slice and made them eat it. No, no, there was... there's things like ah. that, but there's a lot worse than that too far out yeah I get I, I don't know what the statue of limitations <laughs> is on stuff like that but maybe we shouldn't talk about that sort of thing oh dear that that was the same RSM that had the chocolate wheel in his office oh the one that you got in trouble by leaking to the <laughs> to the radio station no I didn't no I didn't <laughs> oh yeah no, no you did not leak that no. to the no, radio no, station no I didn't. I didn't do that for anybody that. listening we did that was not a thing that happened <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, um, they probably going to cut this from the episode, but uh, <laughs> I went through our statistics online the other yep. day, and the last episode we released I entitled <laughs> how, to, how to Build Your Own Firing Position. Yes. Our listenership in the states of Texas, Tennessee, Can- Kansas, and Virginia in America skyrocketed that week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying there's a correlation between people planning to um, do a civil war in America and the thing we, and the thing I named our episode, Shit. but um, scarily, like Rose. <laughs> <laughs> also, hello to the people in the CIA listening. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and yeah, the name doesn't necessarily reflect the story. <laughs> no instructions were given. We promise. We're to get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a later episode. <laughs> Got to keep him coming back, you see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can talk about uh, engineers and explosives. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we could. There's a lot of it. So we'll, get, we'll skip that there and we'll get back to yes, the, the apprenticeship part. A couple there. of episodes we were yeah. talking about you working with the guy you were working under, Bill the Dutchman. Bill and the Dutchman You we said we was... were going to get into ta- yeah. in talking about him yeah. and how you guys operated. So, when I started my apprenticeship, Bill the Dutchman was my... The tradesman I worked for. Yeah, he was, a yeah he, was, he was the tradesman you were assigned to by the company you were working for. Yeah, he was a carpenter and he was an extremely clever man, not just um, a good carpenter, he was an extremely clever man too. And he was typical Dutchman, he was about two foot tall, about ten foot round and he had fingers like big, <laughs> yeah. those great big sausages. <laughs> yes. And without consultation, without planning, with anything else, him and I worked perfectly. Yeah? Yeah, we worked together so well as a team. Like, for instance, we used to cut roofs in then. We never used roof trusses. We used to build the roof. So he'd be on the ground cutting. I'd be on the roof fitting. And okay. So, again, something that probably nobody listening is interested in. But what's the difference between a truss roof and a built roof? Because you've talked about right, them so with me personally, like, when we were truss buying roof a house and is, stuff. like, when you get them in there, an A-frame type thing. The and frame the itself is it. already built. Yeah. yeah. A built roof is when you just get a pile of timber and you build the roof. You put your ceiling joists down you put your rafters and your ridges and your oh, hips in. Oh, fuck. Purlin struts, collar ties, you do all that. Um, that's no. a built roof. And so the difference mainly being that a truss roof is sitting on the frame of the house but a built uh, yeah, roof Yeah, so is with trusses, generally the, the truss roof sits on the outside walls and all the inside walls are all petition walls they yeah can come out, they can come out and um, but when you build a, a built roof you use internal walls as bracing and and supports to hold your roof up so, right yeah, okay. so you have um, you have all your struts and purlins and hanging beams and and strutting beams all that sort of thing they'll be sitting on the internal walls so when you' got to rip a wall out inside a house you need to know whether it's a built roof or a truss roof, roof and you need to check to see what's on those walls before you tear it yeah, that's right. why people say oh, i don't know if that wall's load-bearing or not yeah right. um yeah. that was, right. that was okay. one of the things i was i'd I love doing I, I was big on um removing load-bearing walls heaps and heaps of time which we've discussed usually like you know sometimes ended with a split head oh yeah and these are things that bill taught me this isn't this isn't general stuff in the building trade. Other guys do it, but this isn't it's not something that's a part of your curriculum when you learn your apprenticeship. This is Right, just so this is a whole learn. new like it's thing just, that you alone yeah. learnt through your apprenticeship for, with for this guy. Build. He taught me how to how to take load bearing walls out and what's needed and I carried it on from there when I got out because i things like technology change and stuff yeah and absolutely computer programs that you could use to, to design the beams and all that stuff. So i designed the timber beams and then how to put them in and how to take the loads while we put it, swap so them over so out of it. the guys in your cohort there wouldn't have been many who learnt that most of the guys um, did um, cottage work houses very few did yeah. extensions and renovations and yeah um, right and I just loved it because my attitude is if you're building a house it's uh, a chocolate frog job it's yeah it's you got a set of plans similar. you got there's there's a, blo- a vacant block go and build the house and it's it's a to b b to c and, and especially if it's pre-cut frames and roof trusses yeah it's just a, a mechanic the, the knee metal. joint connects to the the, Whereas, the leg bone mm, and the thing yeah, yeah away you go like now, i i mentioned we did 32 extensions with our with old bill when i went through the diaries and checked it out there was more than that but some of them were a little bit smaller than and other ones, but generally we'll say thirty-two major extensions. major extensions. Never ever did the same job twice. Every really? single job was different, and there that's you go. what I liked about it. Because you moved on to the job site, and the first thing you had to do was assess what you had to work with, and then design how you're going to work off what you what you've already got there. So if you move on to a site, it's a very different type of building, really. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's not. You've got to now. My own style I developed later was that um, and I told nearly anybody that worked with me, subcontractors, um, tradies, anyone that worked with me, you never ever do an extension on a house, plumb and, and square. You do it to fit what's already there. So it's, you can't, you can't put a plumb extension on a house that's out of line. No, level. it'll look funny. It looks funny and it doesn't work. So you have to make it look right. Yeah, the, the, the idea of doing extensions to make it look like part of the house without already existing, yeah, being the, looking like an extension on the house. And a, a typical example was one I did um, in the Newcastle Showground. The house was hundred millimeters out of level from side to side, and fifty millimeters out of level from front to back. So I had to build the whole extension parallel to that, and not square and plumb. Fucking hell! Because if we had it done at square, we'd look like a boomerang yeah like yeah, it, it's now that you've mentioned it that like and brought it up that way it does make sense you yeah your extension if you add an extension to a house and make it perfect it's going to stand out like yep. a dog's dick yeah. now the other side that one is too is you would assess the type of extension you're going to do how it's going to work in with the building and where the access from the old building to the new building is because that needs to be level yep that has to be the floor has to be in line. Now, I've done some where there's been two inches difference in the floor from one side of the house to the other side of the house, but the doorway's been in the middle, so that's where you work from. You yep. work from the work middle. Work from the middle out and go, and from, there. go, from, and go from, there. from yeah. So that um, your access isn't a step in it in the end. Um, yeah, it's, every single job is different because every single job had yeah, its well, own. Yeah, no, no house is perfect. So. And, and it was boring when you went to a house that was... Plum and square, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was no challenge to yeah. it. You just um, build it properly. <laughs> you just built it properly, and then oh, okay, I, uh, right. properly is the wrong word. Let's face it, properly is the wrong word. You just built it as Plum and Plum and yeah. square, yeah. like. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's interesting. i never, never thought of it like that. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point. But I'll, um, I'll, Bill would. He's one of those characters in my life that was, I guess you'd call him a mentor. In more ways than one. Not only did he teach me about building, he, he some life skills, and taught me about his history and everything else. And that's what we're going to be talking about now. Is I was going to say yeah, his history. What What What's his background? Because he's obviously uh, from. He's obviously Dutch. Um, yep. at So every, age you were, he definitely would have been in. He was 56 50- six or something when I met him yeah so he definitely yeah. would have been of age to be in Holland and, oh, yeah, and stuff yeah. during oh well, yeah that's World where war his stories most of his stories are about his, yeah. his life in Holland because he'd worked in Holland for 15 years before he left to come to Australia oh hang on so hang on. he was he was old enough to have served so what he no no in um during the war he was still only a kid oh okay yeah. Um, oh, so this is his, he worked post-war. Yeah. Ah, after, after oh, okay, war, he, became, right. he became a carpenter after the war. Right. So, oh, look, uh, where do you start? Um, Bill's whole family were At fishermen. At the beginning. Before, the, before World War II. T- yep. His whole family were fishermen, so they would go out in their fishing, the big fishing boats, not little... Yeah, not, not dinghies or... Yeah. bigger boats. Um, and the seas over there... 40 foot high yeah they're pretty wild yeah and the temperature varied from 40 degrees in summer to minus 40 in the <laughs> yeah. winter but those guys still went out fishing every day whenever the they had to. they went fishing yeah and i mean um, it, it that's their livelihood like yep. that's that's what they've got to do to survive so yep. that's that's what they do yep. yeah bill it. bill worked he started when he was still a kid working on those on the fishing boats and he he because t- we'd sit down every morning, tea, every lunchtime. He'd tell me all these stories. Yeah. He sat down there one day, and he go grabbed a bit of timber, just a bit of fascia or something was, like and he drew an exact, detailed picture of these fishing boats, just off the top of his head.
1: And I, mean, I mean, yeah. It had been a, couple, a long, long, it, long
0: time since you'd been on one, but he'd still be able to draw that perfect, that he just thing. part of. And he was trying to explain to me. effectively. Yeah. Yeah, he just explained to me about some of the problems I had with these fishing boats. So, because the seas are 40 foot high, these boats would go over one wave and under the under next the one. Under the next one, yeah. So, they have to be... So, running. the boat would be completely underwater. Yeah. And then pop up again. That's well, insane. When um, when he first started, they were all um, coal-fired bunkers. They yep. had, so, they'd go out with the coal. The bunkers full of coal, and as they emptied the, the bunkers, they'd clean them out and fill them up with fish. And um, he said, uh, a shift on the coal... You went through this little tiny manhole, and then once you went in, they closed it off. And then you had a massive, great big shovel. Nah, and, man. And you had to shovel that coal up to the furnace door or to the from, to the actual hatch for yeah, them to, so shovel to shovel. It shovel out. into yeah. the furnace. And once you covered that up, you couldn't get out. They'd have to take the hatch off to get you out, and they wouldn't take the hatch off because they're going underwater. Yeah, they're going underwater, so it's yeah. going to be water So your no, ship was fourteen hours you. shoveling coal. In a sealed room, and if something goes wrong, yeah. you're fucked. Yep. Yep. And that was... Nah, man, that's insane. That was the day. Um, he, he said the best job in the whole ship was polishing the drive shafts, the propeller shafts. He said you oh, get, I thought that was a euphemism. No. Nope, you, <laughs> you get newspaper... And you sit on it, and you slide up and down the body... Up and down the drive shaft yeah, with a propeller. polishing it. And he said, <laughs> and that's how you kept warm. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking warming the whole of your body, making a ride it up and down a propeller shaft. Why would they have to polish it? So it doesn't rust up. Not an excuse to sit and ride on the fucking spinning pole, by the sounds of it. He's, um... He, he could detail anything and everything about those ships... Because he'd been on when he was young, and he learnt every bit about yeah. it. Yeah, and he's he told told me heaps of times his his father missed going out to sea three times, and three times the boat never come home, sank at sea, they lost at That's sea. That's fucking. Loop, and he Chris, said three man. times his father never never went to work, and three times the ships never come back. Um, when they changed from coal over to oil-fired bunkers. Yep. They never modified the bunkers. They used to fill the same coal bunkers up with oil, so there's no baffles in them. Did you have to shovel the oil too? No, no. There was no... snow baffles in them. Right. So they go over the first one Oh, shit, so it shifts. Under the second one and straight to the bottom. Whoa. And it took... They lost a lot, a lot of boats before they realised what the problem what was. What was going on? Yeah. I fucking bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, the oil had shift. Yeah. Just slop to the front of the boat. And, and drive, it drive it down. Drive to the bottom. Wow. Um, Those. It, it, the stories that he told me of that. So then... That's insane. In... In... Um, when the war had started, the German occupation of, of his hometown, there was a bakery. And the Germans took over the bakery and they were baking their dark bread that they used to yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark rye. And yeah. of course, the the locals were starving. Yep. Uh, but their only source of bakery was gone, you know, and the Germans were taking everything else on them. So... Bill was the shortest one in the town. He was the smallest kid in the town. Yep. And the windows on the bakery were up really high, so the kids would get him, and they would throw him up through the window. <laughs> He'd get him through the open window so he could steal the bread, yeah. He'd get inside and would be throwing the loaves of bread out. <laughs> well, he got caught inside one day. Yeah. And they took him off to the German Commandant's office, and he was in the office, and they had um like a a Child mining service, a, a, what do you call it? A, a woman that was in charge of them. Um, I don't know what you call it, but he, Fraulein No, no, she was a, a Dutch woman. Oh, right, okay. But she was, she defended the kids. Yeah, okay, yeah. righto. Yeah. So she's in, in the office there arguing with his commandant trying to save his life. Yeah. They, they were going well, to, yeah, he was stealing yeah. from They would yeah, have absolutely killed him. They were going to either kill him, him or send him off a concentration camp. Yeah. So they're trying to, she's trying to talk him down, you know. <laughs> In the end, the commandant said, right, step outside my office, and took this woman outside because she's getting heated. Yep. And Bill said, while they're outside the office, he ransacked the office. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cheeky shit.
0: They're trying to decide his fate, whether he's going to die or not. Yeah. He's all he could think when they were in the room. I'm going to, to steal everything. Eat, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. Yep. There could be an argument made he didn't know what was going on and what the outcome potentially could have been, but I like to think that he damn well knew what was going on and he was I'm going to steal everything anyway. And he said eventually they did catch him and they put him on the train. He was going to a concentration camp and they knew this bend in the railway that the train had to slow down. Yep. And when the train slowed down, he jumped off and he started running through the paddocks. And he said, "Every every German with a machine gun on the train was shooting at him." Yeah, I fucking bet. And he's I'm just, sure it wasn't just, just him, but yeah, like well, anyone that could get off did yeah. it, as soon as I saw it was gone. But he had it in his own head that that's what he was going to do. Fucking hell! And um, these Germans were shooting, but he machine guns everywhere, and He's dark and through the bush through zigzagging the bush, and everywhere trying, fields, to, get trying away. to get away. Yeah. So he, what he, a fucking like he had. He had a tough start. What an insane thing to process as a child. Yep. Like, and I think that's... The... I can't even put into words like what that would be like. Like, hey, that's insane. He seemed, he seemed to me to be well adjusted after hearing those stories and he'd come to Australia. But he still had that streak in him where you 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 had to be wary. Oh, <laughs> just a fucking bet. He, he was, so in, in Holland at the time, the, um, they had unions, but they only had three unions. And if you're the union delegate, you had to work for your workers. And if you did it yeah. wrong, they'd kill you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. The, the, not, the workers not, would kill not, you. Not yeah. sack you. The, yeah. They would the, the shoot you up would and kill, actually you. kill you. And Bill told us the story, and he, it was in detail how their union delegate had stuffed up, and he was part of a gang of three that went round to planted a bomb in his house. Man, Europe is a different world. Like, yep. everybody says Australia is tough living, but, yep. like, we just have to deal with spiders and creepy crawlies yep. and snakes and shit. Now, over in Europe, you've got to deal with people blowing you up. Yep. And so, he, he, the, the bomb never actually went off. The guy didn't get blown up. Um, they got him another time. But um, <laughs> They got him another time. Another. Yeah. Yeah, the, the bomb didn't go off. Don't no. worry, everybody. <laughs> they got their man. Um, Fuck. It was it telling me that on one of the job sites... They were working upstairs and because they were up and down, up and down, up and down and there was a door at the bottom of the stairs going outside, it was too much mucking around when you run down the stairs to stop. Know, they and out, yep. So they put a rope on it and as you're running down the stairs, you grab the rope, pull, pull the door the rope, open and door just, open just, just keep running through. Anyhow, he, he's gone running down the stairs and he's grabbed the rope and pulled on it and someone had undone it off the bay <laughs> door and he's gone, <laughs> bang into this door <laughs> And he wasn't real happy, about it. he was pretty pissed off. it's <laughs> yeah, so a funny joke. Right? He went and found out who did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So instead of pulling the same trick on him and undoing the rope, he left the rope tied up. He went upstairs and he waited, and when he seen this guy go down there, the guy ran out the door, and he dropped a pot plant on him from two stories up. Jesus fuck. Put him in hospital. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how you get back at somebody like that. <laughs> he, um... He caused me to run into a door, and I was mildly inconvenient. Inconvenience. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I don't know. I think Bill might have been insane. <laughs> it was certainly tough. <laughs> it was certainly yeah. tough. So probably from running into all of the doors. There was there was a few subcontractors worked for this company, plasterers, electricians, or something. Yeah. That have been working for him for a long time and knew all about yeah. And Bill would tell me a story, and I'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as I see some of these guys, say, Bill's telling me a story. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> Bill, Bill had a couple of Yeah, had a fair few kids. Um, and the oldest one... As Dutch people tend yeah, to, I find, yes. The oldest <laughs> one was Martin, and I didn't meet Martin until late in the peace. He's uh, middle-aged one. I, I can't remember his name now, but he was, a, he was always in trouble with the cops. Um, it was just, he was a, it was an unusual family to say the least. Yes. And Marty, his eldest son, did his apprenticeship with Bill, but they worked on Koorigang, uh, on Kangaroo Island in South Australia. I was Australia. going to say, in South, no, no, in, yeah, okay. in South Australia. And they went to do this job, and they had to fix up the guy that had started the job, he lived there and he started building his own house and he messed it up. And Bill said, they took one look at it, Marty goes... You know what he's fucking done? And Bill's just, yep. Yeah. He said, he's lined up his peers and leveled them off the horizon. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Yep. Because Marty, Marty, got, down, Marty got down on his haunches. Because it's a good quick way to check Yeah, it's if a good the way to level, check if they're right? level But it's but not how you do they're it they're looking downhill, yeah. <laughs> so no, across, they're across, downhill. It, across it no, they a dead level yeah. dead <laughs> Oh, fuck um, Yeah, so yeah I, think, I get it It's a clever way to like think about yeah. it It's not how you do it, no, my no, guy Thinking about fuck. it was a good idea It's a wood level, isn't it? But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Marty and Bill come up away and they fixed this up and they started building the house. And of course the wind blows down there and it's a sandy island. And yep. And they were working one day and, and, and Marty got the shits because it was, he was getting sandblasted. Yeah. And he said, I'm not working this shit anymore, I'm going home. And Marty said, you're not fucking going home. Uh, Bill said, you're not going home, you're staying here. And Marty said, no, nope, I'm going home. So he went over to the car and he was putting his tools in the boot of the car. And Bill come up behind him and hit him in the head and knocked him out with a lump of timber. And put him in the boot and closed the boot and said, "You might not be going to work, but you're not going home." (laughs) Holy (laughs) fuck! Yep, pretty sure Bill was insane. That was his own kid. (laughs) His own kid. (laughs) He fucking lugged him over the back of the he he hit him across with a lump of timber and put him out, knocked him out cold, and locked him in the boot of the car. Oh fuck! Yeah, you, you can't go home, but you, you can't work, and you're definitely not going home. Fucking stay in there, Jesus Christ! Um, he he came to work one Monday morning, and he was bragging about he's bought He's got a bottle jack. Yeah, I got this bottle jack, he said. Kmart, he said. I went in there, and he said, "I think I know this town." And the 12 ton bottle jack fitted in the same box as the 4 ton bottle jack. He said, same box, just the insides were different. He yes, said, the styrofoam packaging is yeah, different to accommodate yeah. for the different size. So he said, jack. I swapped them over <laughs> and I got the 12 ton jack for the price of a oh, 4 ton jack. jack. <laughs> so he stole a twelve-ton jack. Yeah, and that was that was his idea of being very economical and thrifty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay because they still have a box for a twelve-ton jack. Their stock's fine. But then he get he used to get this really indignant, buddy attitude. He'd be really indignant if someone done something bad to him. You know? Yeah, and. I bought some Tim Tam biscuits, and they tried to charge me the shelf price, and they were on discount. No, I didn't get that discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries, Bill. You've just ripped them off a 12-ton jack, but hey, you got your biscuits at discount. Yeah, he, he wanted his two cents discount on his biscuits. <laughs> yep. Fucking hell. He's, he, um, he, he, he would have... For a wild okay. dude. He would, he would, there's no um, issue in me stealing a jack but <laughs> fuck them if they're going to charge me full price for a discounted product he's he used to get this out uh, of this oh um, god thing where he was super duper excited about something smart yeah that he'd done in it. and he's come to work and he had this old Valiant uh, sedan we've, he, yeah we've talked about this you we ran cracked, into, yeah, it. Yes. into he thought this thing was the greatest thing in the world and how he, he's come to work one day and he's gone Bloody beauty! I've put an Impala stick shift in the car. (laughs) I goes, what? He said, yeah, yeah, it's a tea bath thing now. He said, first, second, push it down in the fourth, third, and reverse. He said, bloody brilliant. (laughs) And he'd done it himself at home over the weekend. He'd gone Uh and bought the kit. and How skillful (laughs) was he at mechanics? And I said, but you've still got the gear stick on the column of the car. (laughs) (laughs) A There's a column shift. Just it was a column converted it a floor shift. <laughs> <laughs> mechanically, it was perfect, but the execution was a bit... Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Look, Look, he hadn't got a cover to put over the... You were the, so the, close, you just hit the side of the barn, that's all. Yeah. He it mechanically was all, all good, it all worked perfect, <clears throat> but where the gear shift come through the, the yeah. arch in the floor... There was no cover. There was nothing <laughs> there. A was just a hole in the floor. <laughs> oh, getting so he's getting, close. He's getting round to that. So close, but just, <laughs> just missed the mark. <laughs> he's, um, his middle-aged son got done for cardinal knowledge. He was cardinal knowledge? Yeah, he was he was 17. He was pants and two 16-year-old twins, a pair of twins. Yeah, right. Okay, um, fair enough. And the mother caught him. So, mother was upset yep so he'd um he had to go to court for it and they goes to court and the magistrate's going through it all and then he says to, to bill mr Vroom, what have you got to say about all this <laughs> and bill's gone your honor if the girls kept their legs closed none of this would have happened <laughs> Ooh, that's a spicy take in
1: 2024.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Bill, Bill was very indignant.
1: That, that the judge <laughs> was
0: upset about it because he judge slammed his gavel down and said, 300 dollars contempt of court. See me, in my chambers." <laughs> so he's taken Bill and his son out into the chambers, and he's re- really dressed. Red in the, read the right act. He got stuck in, mean, you can't talk like that in my court. Yada yada yada. Why not? The stenographer took it all down. <laughs> And he's turned around to to Bill's son and said, now, what have you learned out of all of this? And he goes, I've got to stop doing this to young girls. And he goes, no, get the mother first. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong attitude, Mr. Judge. (laughs) The the judge judge said to him, make sure you get the mother first. (laughs) Nope, not the answer. Not the answer at all. (laughs) And old Bill got his $300 contender court. Yeah. I only told the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, $300 for, for speaking out at the wrong point. Another day he's oh turned up to work and he's going, I've just dropped my son off. He's applied for a job at... What a different world. <laughs> what a, a different world. I've dropped him in? off. He's applied for a job at um, Toyota, Liverpool Toyota. Oh, yep. Yeah. He goes, oh, 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 that's that's pretty good. At least he's trying to get a job, yeah, right, really yeah. Hey, at lunchtime your son turns up. <laughs> he's what? Got, he's got this big bag. And Bill goes, What happened? Didn't last, they sacked me. He said, what do you got there? He said, all the keys out of all the ignitions <laughs> <laughs> He's stopped. Oh my god. Because <laughs> they sacked me. They we went round. And he, he took, took all away. the keys to all the cars. And, and Liverpool Toyota was huge. It was fucking massive. It was huge. <laughs> Bill said, I think you should take them back. And he goes, Nope. <laughs> 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 they sacked me. I'm doing it in the force. You should take those back. No, get fucked. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> 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 what did they do? Who knows? Who knows? I I wonder if there's a thing on the internet. Surely there's something on the internet about that. I don't know. Fuck well, me. It, that's we'd, funny. No, we didn't have mobile phones, right? I ago. suppose. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. But Remember was... that time somebody <laughs> stole all, all of the keys, not the cars. All of the keys. From I think that the might the pool be why when you go to those car yards now, the keys are on a board inside the office <laughs> and not out in the cars. <laughs> His son is the reason they have a cupboard <laughs> full of keys. It's a very good possibility that that's the case. Yeah. Oh my God. Having worked in like a couple of like uh, car yards in, in dealing with their photocopiers, they're pretty stuck up about that too. Like yeah. they, yeah, you can go ask for a uh, a test drive. I was going to say joyride. You know, a test drive of the oh, car. Oh, yeah, don't call it a joy no, no, joyride. No, not a joyride. A test drive of their cars. And there's a lot of paperwork you have to fill yeah, out to get the Yeah, you sign your them. house over. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's full on. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Mr. DeVroom's kid. <laughs> Thanks for making it so what's hard to see what car I like. I can't think of his name. It might be been Stephen or something. Stephen Um. Oh, what's some other things? <laughs> I think I mentioned we, I have, don't need we went to, um, we went down to Huskinson to work on a house down in Huskinson. And yeah. He, and he, buddy, he, he, I upset him. And I was at fault. I did. And I upset him. But he let me know. He grabbed hold of me and he choked me. Yeah. And he, he, threw he held up me up the off van. the ground. Yeah. He held me up against the wall in the, of his house. Off, and my feet dangling. And he was choking me. Yeah. Yeah. Because you upset him. Yeah, yeah, I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. you'd done something to him. Yeah. It's the only time he ever you, got uh, narky with me. We well, Actually, never, ever got narky, with No matter what we did, he never, ever got narky. Because he with told me. you don't be so serious. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was because I was down in Huskinson and it was a Friday and I wanted to leave early to go That's home. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you were telling him you were going to um, go home early was, and you, you said something to him. It. Yeah. You said something to him about doing something to his car or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he'd done, he done his... He, He let me know. Yeah, he did his nana and let you know what was going on, that's for sure. Yep. But we. um, He he was the boss. When we went down there, we stayed at um, a boarding house down there that the boss had organised. And we went to the RSL for tea. Yep. Old Bill never used to drink, but he was wild ass without being drunk. Without uh, being drunk, fuck. And he said, let's play snooker. And they go, you can't play fucking snooker. I said, I can't play snooker. You can't play <laughs> fucking snooker. Yes, I can. I can play snooker. So he goes over there. First shot, he ripped the fucking base. <gasps> put, put the cue straight through it. So okay. he goes, this table's no good. We better find another one. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so I, not me personally. I was playing pool with a group of mates. Um, I'm not going to say where or when or what happened yeah, it's probably a little bit too close <laughs> yes <laughs> we did that to a pool table and yeah it was very very quickly pointed out that we were no longer welcome at that particular oh, yeah, place yeah, it's expensive it's pieces. expensive to repair them like mm. yeah you don't just like pull them back together and no, stitch them up that's no, a no, whole replacement no. yep, like yep. It's, it's expensive because we've got the pieces we were very quickly told we were not welcome at yep. that that establishment anymore yeah mm. Actually, I think that was the last and, night we were it, at that it pub. Doesn't necessarily have to be the bloody management, the you to get out. No, it was it was, and, it was the staff. It was not the staff. It was it the it was the, patrons, patrons, the patrons. Yeah, it was the patrons yeah. told us to get out. Like, yeah, you've wrecked their pool table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I to this day, I don't think they dobbed us in. No. Nah. Uh, but and we were very quickly told. That's don't a strange go. thing, you know, buddy. The the people that play pool are more protective of the the, the bays on the pool table than they are of anything else in the pub. Yeah. Oh yeah, we could have trashed the pokies and they wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. But that that but pool that, table was don't, sacred. Don't touch a pool table. No. Mainly because it was a full size pool table and it's the only one but in the area that was a full size yeah, pool table. Yeah, but table. it doesn't matter what size they are. But yeah, you, you do anything wrong and then someone's going to tap you on the shoulder and it's not the the, mat, the Yeah, mat, yeah. Mat, yeah. So. well, yeah they, yeah, they 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 the the patrons come up and said, "Look, yeah. we think you guys should leave now yeah. um, and don't come back." And yeah, I'm fairly certain that was the last time we were at that pub. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever stepped foot in that pub since. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I learned to play snooker on a snooker table um, at the Army Apprentice School. You would, you'd go over there maybe on a Saturday morning if I didn't go to Coal and you get in, you might be there all day. All day playing just pool, yeah. Just playing yeah. snooker, um, <clears throat> learning how to play. It didn't do me any good, but... You know, <laughs> still can't play, still but can't you know. play. <laughs> um, Yeah, you spend ages down there losing. Yeah, absolutely. Now that, that snooker table was quite an expensive table. Mm-hmm. I don't know whatever happened to it when the apprentice school closed. I did. I know. would say, probably ended up leaving with somebody. Somebody would have, you know, maybe high-tailed with it. But you can't. It can't be just anybody. It's got to be someone who knows how oh, to pull should, yeah. the pieces because they're in they're in sections. They're Correct. Slate, they're slate tops in sections and it has to be pulled apart and put back together properly. Correct. When I got to Perth eventually, uh, there was a guy over there. He had one. Paid two hundred dollars for it. It was worth about thirty grand. And he paid two hundred dollars for it because it was in a in an old club. Yep. And they're going to pull it down.
1: Yeah, right.
0: They didn't know what to do with it. And he so said, "Oh, look, I'll, I'll take it off you." Two hundred bucks. And he Fucking took it. hell. It was a very very expensive table. Yeah, was, right. He um he got it for two hundred dollars and he knew what he was talking about because he was a um it was a pretty good snooker. Yeah, player. yeah, right. Okay. I remember playing snooker, or oh, not snooker, but pool up at um the. This- at Seashells at Seashells yeah. as a kid on the, the pool table that was out in the main rec hall mm. that's where I learned to play mm. and I remember because there was also the adults yeah the big the, adult the, one the, the, the locked away one that was for the adults only I remember as a very young kid seeing that because you you guys used to play on that all the time yeah and um, I was rev- I would let kids inside there. no you were very strict all you you were very strict on the rules of that place you yeah. know when it come to the the adults only pool table and adults only spa yeah you were Pretty full on about it. Yep. Which I fully agree with. I can understand why. It, it cost a shitload of money. Um, yeah, it was our money. We, we paid for it. Yeah, fuck yeah. As, as you we were a shareholder, so yeah, you yeah. you were paying for it. So fuck yeah. But I remember, like, as a kid being like, I'm going to play on that one day. It's going to be mm. sick. I have only ever played on that pool table once. It <laughs> was a very fucking long time. <laughs> yep. But no, I had also, my mate Cal has a pool table. I mean, mum has a pool table at her place, at the underneath their place. And now that I think about it, I don't know how they would have got it in there. Oh, they come to pieces. I'm They come to pieces, mm-hmm. but like... Yep. I don't think there's a way for them to... that Even when it does come down to the smallest of its pieces... Is there a doorway? There is. Yeah, if there's a doorway, it'll fit through a doorway. It comes to the pieces and it'll fit through the doorway. Okay. Yeah. Because it's very narrow, like... Zigzaggy hallways to get there, to it. The slate pieces that are only about two foot w- wide. Okay, then there you go. Yeah, that's why you got to know what you're doing. If you you yeah. look underneath him, you see the framework underneath It supports it. Ha! Huh. So oh, uh, oh, Bill had lots of different things about him. There was lots of different characters in him, and I've told told you about the trailer he had for his tools. Yeah. Well, one of the things in his trailer was a fucking radio. Yep. Ah, uh, good tradesman. Every. Everything. Every time you went to the job, the first thing he did was plug the radio in. Yes. He hated the music. He hated the radio. He hated it, <laughs> but he still put it on of every course. time. And that's something I've continued on as well. Every job I go to, radio is on. Now, my purpose for putting the radio on, and it's always electric and plugged into a PowerPoint, is if we do something wrong, yeah. the power goes the power off and you know you've done something wrong. Whether that was his deal or not, I don't know. But we'd plug this radio in. Now... Whenever we come across, say we're rip, gutting out something, we're taking architraves, skirtings, whatever else. If there's a power point or a light switch on it, Bill had a quick way of turning, uh, disconnecting them. I don't a, like the sound of this. He, but had, go on. he had a pair of side cutters, and he would just pull oh the architrave off, pull it really, really tight on the wire, and go step, bang, <laughs> and just cut them. And he goes that way, the wire goes back inside the conduit, in the uh, insulation, and it's, and it's not dangerous. <laughs> wrong <laughs> that is not how that works yep um he taught me probably some a lot of shortcuts that were probably not very <laughs> probably <courageous>, very dangerous um <laughs> thing but yes WHS yeah. would have a and, field and, and I still thing. I still do that myself You shouldn't <laughs> I still do that. I, I still do that. I pull the pull the wire tight and then snip it. Anything is I snip one wire at a time. I used to do two. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the better option, but there's still live wires. But how we got away over all of that time, I don't know. Fucking hell. Most electricians on quick jobs. they've got to, they've got to do a quick job, they don't turn the power off because they know if they do something wrong, the safety switch will cut in. So they do them live. No, fuck that. 240 volt hertz. No, it doesn't because of... Yes, it does! If you do anything, it arcs out. Not on a photocopier. Well, that's, that's... I have a scar on the back yeah, of my hand electric, where I got bit. That's not electrical current. That's residual current. That's the residual no, current. No, I had it plugged in and it was live. Alan, if you're listening, it wasn't a thing that happened to forget that I said that. Um, yeah, alright, so you didn't, they should have, they should have shut down, should have shut. Oh, it turned the office off and everybody was very upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, you, you don't put your fingers in it, you put something else in there. <laughs> no, I put my hand in it, well, yeah. I was working on something else and happened to When I was a kid, mum and dad the bloody, were the first people to get a bloody... A black and black white and TV. TV, yeah, he was saying, so, yeah. Know, and it used to have valves in it. Yes. And those th- things back in those like days, bomb. the valves used to blow out all the time. Yeah. And he'd just change the valves and a buddy watched him one day and he came in and he just shook the valve and the buddy thing started he you know, it's just a bit of build-up of dust and, you know, and he oh, okay. So whenever the TV went, off, I'd go straight around to the back of it. And no! <laughs> shake the no! And, yeah, he <laughs> sent me across the room. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> those valves were pumping they're, or not thousands of volts, but they are pumping. Yeah, kick me across the wall. Yeah, they're to it put you through the wall. I've been electrocuted so many times. I mean, yes, yeah, so I've. Been, like we don't talk about it. Not fully electrocuted, but I've been I've been shocked heaps of times. Yeah, so anyway. I had a good one. I was at I was at a particular hospital that we were doing work for, and again, I'd done the wrong thing. I hadn't turned the photo. I'd turned the photocopier off, but I hadn't unplugged it from power. I touched the power supply and it got me <laughs> and it did the whole thing where, cause when you get an electric shot, your muscles contract, yeah, it, it did that, but they stayed <laughs> contracted. Oh shit. So it got me across the arms and it, it I felt it go across my chest. I really should have gone to get like checked out. But it got me and my arms arced back. My, I was like a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> and the poor girl at the reception desk at the hospital was like, um, everything's just gone off. What happened? I was like, oh fuck, if I say something <laughs> they're going to know what's going on. And they looked at me in my little T-Rex arms and I'm going, are you alright? I was like, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, did you get electrocuted? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Are you alright? Yeah, I think so. I was just on a loop. Yeah, I, I think so. Blame the circuit, you're in a loop. <laughs> Eventually, I ended up... It took me a good, like, minute, minute and a half for me to have to, like, extend my arms and move again. <laughs> it was real bad. <laughs> I, was, I was a daredevil, buddy. Back then, and I still do the same thing. If you haven't been on a roof frame for a while, you you're pretty nervous when you get up on there. Yeah. But when you get up there and you start moving around, a bit you get pretty blasé about it, and you, you can get overconfident about it and have an accident and break your leg like I did. Um, Several times you've yeah. fallen off roofs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. We were we were doing one particular job, and I'm up on the roof there, and, and it was just a straight gable roof, so they're easy to do, but um, for those who might not be aware, Gable Roof is, it's just it's a pitch. It's just, a, just a, a straight pitch. Yeah, roof, pitch on either yeah, side, nothing it's fancy. Nothing fancy on it. Yeah. So I'm, I was up there doing that, and then the radio's blaring, and I was up there dead diddly-bopping dead bopping dead. around. Not dancing, dead. diddly-bopping. Oh, Yahoo! Running up down the rafters. <laughs> and the, the lady that owned the house told me, just cut it out. <laughs> Why? I said, was it was a radio too loud. she no, I don't want to see you fall. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was waiting yeah. for you to fall. Yeah. Um, and speaking of falling those roofs, I fell off the roofs so many times. It got to the point where I fell off so often I used to jump. Yeah, you could tell and you yeah. would just leap. Yeah. I used to yeah. jump off any roof and um, And I, I've got a saying as, uh, out of all that as well. You never, ever fall off a roof. You always jump. So if you're falling off a roof, don't you've done something fall. wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. no don't leap. fall. Don't fall. Turn it in and jump because then you have got control. That's right. You're going to hurt yourself, but you're not going to hurt yourself as bad if if you've yeah. got no control. Yeah. If you um, just fall, you are just falling. Yeah. If at least if you've you've, you've got made no the effort or what to you put, land on yourself or away, you, know, you can aim. You yeah. can yeah. So we were doing a job at Campbelltown, in middle of winter, and it was we had, it was the point where we had to start ripping the tiles off the roof for the extension, and. <laughs> I gets up on the roof, next now I'm on the ground. And old Bill yells out, Watch the tiles, they'll be slippery, they're covered in ice. <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I've worked <laughs> that one out for myself. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yep, yeah, i worked that one out. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bat an eyelid. No. Yeah, <laughs> right on, next task. <laughs> Yeah, when I dropped the beam on my head on the job, here's down the backyard, here's, here's miles away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it hadn't been a big fence to he'd be still running. <laughs> yeah, because he was convinced that roof yeah. was falling in. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> uh, fuck. We did a similar thing where we pulled the beam out on a job and there was roof tiles on a roof and brickies on scaffold scaffolding. You say, bricks, it, and yeah, everyone. and they fucking and bolted. They bolted and, and Bill's gone... Get up here, and keep working. There's nothing wrong. What's <laughs> the matter? <laughs> the roof just fell out from underneath us. Yeah, it's designed to. It just dropped Dropped about three inches. <laughs> I mean, what are the logistics of that? How, like, Yes, it obviously works, but there, there seems like a lot of room for it to go wrong. Um, look, so if it's an old hardwood built frame, chances are it's not going to go anywhere. No, because the wood can be the, seasoned. Now, yeah, an example of that tough is um, when Mum and Dad built the house in Perth. They built it was a built roof. It wasn't trusted, yep. It was a built roof, and they built it out of um, jarrah. Yeah. Fuck. Now, jarrah is a really hard timber. It's uh, when it's fully seasoned, it's the equivalent of its own size in steel. Yes. Um, you can't dr- You can't yeah, like you can't drive know, a nail home know, like. So, because of that, when you get it delivered to site. The timber's still green. Yeah. Um, they deliver it on site and it's heavily strapped and it's straight. And then the, the mm. team of, um, when they did multiple places, it was a team of four turned up and they set up these saw horses and these planks and they got everything all set up there. Two guys got up onto the top plates of the building and the boss said, right, we're ready. And they go, yep. And this guy, right, let's go. And they cut the wires on these straps around the timber and it started working and they run. And yeah, because it'll warp and twist really it, quickly within within a week. It, some of the timber that didn't get used, propelled. Fuck. it Just propelled. So what makes it do that? Just drying out. It's because it's too hard to nail when it's dried. It's got to be fresh, like fresh yeah, so fresh they get, like So they proper get Proper fresh cut. Yeah, so they put it in green. And then it dries, and if you put it in and you built the roof properly and everything else, it'll dry. It dries in dries dead straight. In its right position. But leaving it to uh, dry yeah. on its own, it's mm. drying at a different yeah. rate, so different fibres are twisting as it yep. dries. Yeah. Wow. So, so another example, of that is when Buckingham Palace burnt down over there, there was only one man left in the world that knew how to rebuild that place. Yeah. Because there's no, t- no nails in it. Oh, it's all just joinery, joinery, like proper joinery. All that timber, all those massive great timber booms, all those bloody roof trusses, all that sort of stuff, the king truss stuff like It's all built using timber joints. Yeah. And they use oak, and they do it when it's green. They build it green, and when it dries, those joints shrink Shrink and lock together. Shrink and lock together, and so it's done. Yeah, you can't pull it apart. there's no nails in it. It's all no nails, no bolts. It's just joints that shrink and lock together cool yeah. so that's that's what happens with hardwood anywhere any hardwood once it dries out and and goes hard provided it's been held in its position it stays it yeah um, so it sets hard and you can pull a wall out from underneath it and, and it won't move and it's not gonna move yeah they used to use three inch mild steel nails and they would rust and that rust became the, the thing that held them together a rusty nail was what was stronger hell. Than anything else because it, it bind in... or uh, it, bonded to the timber. Yeah. Top of it, you know? Nowadays, when we use nail guns, they go. They galvanised nails. Well, the nails are still mild steel or galvanised, but they've got a glue on them. And when yeah. you shoot the nail in, the glue gets hot. Yeah. And then cools, well in the timber, and it, it locks it. Is that how gun. that works? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, um, there you go. Yeah. So, huh, when when you pull a wall out from underneath that, provided you've got everything ready, you've got to have everything ready so that you can prop it back up again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we always had a, a timber prop and a couple of car jacks. Yeah. That's why Bill stole the stole bottom. Stole a 12-tonne jack, um, yeah, so you could jack so. up a roof. Um, so you could but you just you make sure you got it all cut ready to go and make sure it's not too long, because if the roof does sag two inches and you cut it too long you've got to cut it and you're wasting time so have it right. ready to put it in and just start jack it back up and put your beam back there you go yeah. so um, so in theory it's relatively safe the poor's concerns in those, in those days it was considered building practice nowadays it's illegal you can't do it it's it's you got to have all the OAC yeah you've in got place. to have all your acro props in place yeah. Just I to... still don't do it we, we, we did a job with Luke and John here a while back we ripped out four meters of back wall on a house. Back wall, yeah, back. as in yeah, I mean, back back yeah, wall. It was a roof trust house. It was so there was a lot of load that, on there. Yeah, and we ripped that out, four meters of wall out, and, and put a steel beaming. Just right. Okay. Yep. Cool. We oh, and didn't had, hear anything. We had, we had everything in place for it, and we took we took some precautions, but. If you were doing that normally, you would have to put sole plates on the floor, then get acro props and put a sole plate on the ceiling up against the ceiling joists and take the weight take of the Take the weight of that it way. first, yeah. But uh, the shape of that roof and the position and everything else, there wasn't that much load on that wall. So um, we just... Look, I, the yeah, how, knowing how you operate, like there wouldn't have been a great deal of risk. You would I've have never, made sure like put, everything was in check beforehand. I've never ever but, put another worker in danger ever. No. Um, no. It's wait, Yourself, uh, myself different story. Is different matter, but, but yeah. in terms of other, and I, I'm not even thinking about like putting the other guys at risk. I'm thinking more about like the job itself. You wouldn't, you aren't the kind of person to go and do something like that. Without. Hey, I don't want to cost myself a lot of money because exactly, 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 yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. That's if right. if the if the building falls down, that's then a, you're They're fucked, calculated. But. They're very calculated correct. risks. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves on we jobs. No, yeah, yeah. are now Oh, Bill taught me a lot. He taught me um, self preservation um, on jobs. He taught me how to do things the the correct way. Not necessarily the right way these days, but it was yeah, the correct the way. Correct I way. still use those things. Yes. Things like um, back then we used um, eighteen-inch centers for all our studs and all our rafters. Everything was eighteen-inch centers, and I still do that when I build a roof and everything. I still do eighteen-inch or 450. 450 I was say, Yeah, 18 inches yeah. is about four fifty, um, which is whereas just... you're allowed to go to six hundred. But yeah. if you see you see a house that's been built with six hundred centers, and then you see the same house built with four fifty centers. Mm-hmm you wonder why they got away with building it at 600 centers yeah. There's no timber in it. It's nothing Six, 600 does seem like a very wide gap to have to, to it, span. It, it is. And you know, all your rock is made to span 600 and all that sort of thing. It's all made to do it and it's all engineered. But that's my beef is they engineered to make it weaker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, just because it's engineered that way it, doesn't mean it's still yeah, the right way. Yeah, like, it, they just engineered it to make it weaker. And every job that Bill and I did, we used... This, Timber called Joeton, and it's it's actually a hardwood, but it's softwood. It's it's light as it's like it's really really light. So it's hardwood properties, but it's so it's, hardwood's got grain, and yeah, softwood's got pores. Yes, this stuff had grain. Yeah, so it's a hard because I got many 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 a splinter off it. it was yeah. <laughs> um so it was it was a hardwood. It was a it was a, a light timber to use. Yeah, um, and we would um, turn up on the job and. Usually, I'd cut all the studs to length, and we, we used to just lay them all out on the ground on a couple of bits of timber, square them all up, pack them tight together, mark them, then just go along with a nine-inch power saw, chop, 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 chop it all together, so yep. they're all cut at once. There's no drop saws. We didn't have anything. We had a nine-inch power saw, an electric planer, uh, an ang- uh, a bench grinder, and I think that was the only power tools we had. Yeah. But and given the time, yeah, like, yeah, given the time, that was the norm. Yeah, like, it was, and we survived that way. We didn't have bloody drop saws and all that sort of crap to do anything. And, no, the, and the, the work that we did, we didn't need them. No, that's right. <laughs> the things that we would call now common practice tools and, and just like basic tools of the trade that's probably more of a point. A basic tool of the trade just didn't exist. No, no, you didn't, That they, they were a luxury. Like, well, yeah, there was no such a thing as. Battery operated tools. No, that's right. Mm. Everything was 240 volt. Yeah. And I'm not convinced that we're not in the near future going to see Makita release a line of 240 volt battery operated drills Mm. and the the lead that then can plug into the wall to charge them while you're using them. Yep. Um, Yep. Like. Well, I dropped our power saw. I dropped the buddy nine inch saw off the roof one time. You would have fucking died. And broke. Oh, yeah. Bill's nearly in tears. Yeah. Uh, Bill's nearly in tears. Um, I ended up, I bought him a new one. He was nearly in tears over it because that was that was it. Our That's, main stable, t- yeah. And I mean, back then it would have cost a small fortune. <laughs> no, nope. like- there's, there's the the nine and a quarter inch Makita, Makita power saw I bought um, in 1985 is still out in my shed, and they're less than fifty dollars dearer now. Shit. Make- yeah, but what are they worth <laughs> now? <clears throat> See, because batteries is important thing. Yeah, correct. I paid about $295 for that power saw back in 85, and I think you can get them for about 320 Yeah. But again, at $295, given your weekly wage... Oh, yeah, back then. Yeah. Still that, it ...was still a fortune. Yeah, it was a fortnightly wage. Yeah, That was a right. fortnightly wage. Yeah, but, That's right. But um, it stopped him from crying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, he never, ever arced up about anything other than the day down at Huskinson, so... And he was genuinely upset when I had to leave because I I never finished my time with them. I um stopped. No, you had to go do something else, didn't you? I stopped early and went and work on build a house up at Nelson's Bay. Yeah, because a part of the deal was you had to build a house as a part of the apprenticeship. Yeah, and I never built a house, so I had to go up there and do that job. And and he was near in tears when I left. And the guy that took my place was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill would—I know the guy still now. I still talk to him all the time. And he, him, and Bill just would not have got Didn't on. Didn't you know? Oh no, oh, no, no fuck. No. Yeah, right. I sort of got on with the guy that I went to because we just did a swap. Uh, the guy that I went with, I got on. Now I got on pretty good with him. Actually, I got on good with him. But I adopted—I—I I, I adapted from what I was like with Bill to what I was like with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, for those people familiar with Nelson's Bay, underneath the RAF radar, we built a house on the side of the hill there, and most amazing engineering feat in in the day, in Nelson's Bay. So you built it from scratch? We turned up at floor level, um, because the guy that was building the house had to sack the builder, he, he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, there. right, okay. Um, so like you're... you're Piers and floor structure. Were it's in sitting place on a massive, great big steel frame. Yeah, it's thirty-three feet off the ground. the yeah. floor at the front. I'll see if I can like grab a picture of the house that it is. Yeah. And I'll, well, I'll... I've got pictures. There. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get them up there. That was a that was one of those places where the radio was blaring and I was out standing. On the rafters, on over the veranda, so the floor level. So was you're like 35 feet above the ground, <laughs> 40 something feet off the ground, and I'm just standing on the end there, dilly bopping along, going, cutting the ends all <laughs> the rafters. <laughs> now, to be clear, this is at a time where harnesses were not mandatory. I don't think they. I don't think the harnesses have even been invented. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Um, yeah, that, that was a great job. That's that. a long fall. Um, like. And the most amazing thing about that house is the people that have got it now took that steel frame out from underneath that house and put two stories underneath the house. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah I, I, I quite often go up there and take a look at it and I just shake my head and go, how the hell did they do that? Because it, it's got me beat how they did it. It would have been an amazing engineering feat because... The whole house sat on rock <clears throat> yeah and when they put the footings down to start with it's just a continuous concrete beam all around the place blasted into the rock into the rock itself yeah. and the whole steel frame was built on top of that yep um, to hold it in place well this guy's gone and taken the steel frame out and blasted the rock out further to do two-story extension floor. underneath the house um, Yeah. so um, I'd love to just go up there and knock on his door and ask him if I could go in I could tell him a lot of stories about that place. You'd probably find he'd say yes. Yeah. Um, Wildly enough, if you. Um, you've seen those fireplaces that the, you put them in the middle of the room and the, the flu comes up through the floor and yeah, out through the yeah, roof? Yeah. yeah. It. But it had one of them in it, and as far as I can tell, the flu's still coming out the roof, so I'm, I'm assuming that same still fireplace there, yeah. is still there. Um, but you would have had to redirect the flu underneath the house because he's built underneath the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was. Now. This is probably a little bit technical for anybody, but that house had 18 tonnes of roof tiles on it. That is a massive roof. That's a huge roof. uh, Average house would be less than 10. Yeah. And there was 18 tonnes of roof tiles on that house. Everything about that house was incredible. Um, and we'll, I want to come back and talk about that. Well, place yeah, <laughs> we, we've gotten ahead again. Yeah, we got um, ahead. We might. We'll mm, come back to that yeah. once you actually get to that no, stage. That's still, that's still part of the apprenticeship. It's just a later part. Yeah, of it's, a, it's so, the, towards the end of your yeah. apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, in the time with Bill, I did um, look. I counted up. There was forty-seven individual jobs we did, but thirty-two were extensions on houses. Yep. <laughs> um, met an amazing array of people, which is one of the things I like because we never ever kick people out of the house. And I still didn't. No, you, yeah, you don't do that now. No, like. pe- I always keep people in the house when I'm doing extensions and stuff. We um, we did a job one time for a telecom guy and um, he had a young daughter and the young daughter took a shine to me. She was, she was only one or two years younger than me but she took a shine to me for some reason and she asked me to go to a foreigner concert in Sydney. Hell Yeah and I'm going oh, look really would like to say yes but I've got a girlfriend and Fair. next you know the old man's got me dragged me out the back yard <laughs> what's wrong with my daughter <laughs> <laughs> and he's giving it to me nothing but <laughs> man I told her I've got a girlfriend I can't go and he goes I would love to but <laughs> I can't <laughs> he said good choice <laughs> <laughs> you've you dodged a bullet mate right? <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, I, um, we had a lot of rain on that job, and um, we left one Friday for the weekend, and we had our tools and stuff was inside. When I come back on Monday morning, this young girl's got the sawhorse, and she got the nail bag and hung it over the end of the sawhorse, and then filled the nail bag up with grass. Just <laughs> <laughs> feeding the horse. You forgot to feed your horse. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's funny. <laughs> another job, we did two extensions t- at two different times. I think that one at each, same time each year, but over two years. And when I did the second one, we were heavily discussing me getting out of the army and going back and work for this same building yeah, as a for, tradesman yeah. and get an army apprentice. And we're telling this woman, and um, she said, So, where are you going to live? I said, Oh, no, I've got to find somewhere to live. And she goes, Oh, um, And she called the two daughters and said, right, you two have got to share one bedroom because he's going to sleep in the other one. And they go, that's not fair. She said, well, get yourself down to the chemist and get on the pill. (laughs) 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 Rough. (laughs) Rough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right, huh? Yeah. Far out. Yeah, there were some really good people. So that that was that with the time with Bill and uh, I don't know whatever happened to him and um, don't know where he went to what happened but yeah, it was definitely a really important part in my yeah a my huge time. part of your no 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 just like the time of your as, as your apprentice but he he seems to have formed a very like structured part of the way you yep. operated yourself yep. as a builder for the yep. rest of your life yeah like, yeah he, he, he had, oh no uh, I didn't go ripping off people yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, no <laughs> that's a different part of it but like, no, he, he, he seems to have formed, like, the base structure of how you operated yep. your own business. Yep. And, I mean, that might be something that people that are listening don't know. You owned your own business. Yeah. yeah you you yeah. operated your own building business for, what, 30 we never, what, we never 30 made any years. money, but we successfully run it. Yeah, it was a successful at, business. At a, at a profit. Yeah. We ran it at a profit for... I mean, we never struggled as a family yeah. to, so to we, survive, like... 30, 40 years, something. Yeah, th- yeah 30, 40 years. Like, you yeah. ran a successful... Yeah, wonder if you can claim non profit status. Dunno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably should have look into that. Yeah, we 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 pretty much just sort of broke even when we finished, but we're not we've never been without anything. We've always no, had, absolutely always no, Yeah. I'm not like other builders that own a muddy mansion and muddy twenty five cars and shit like that and travel around the world. We we just got a roof over our head and made do. No. You did it. You, you, you genuinely did the work that you enjoyed. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. But I, I enjoyed my work, and mum's brother told me that. He said, well, if you enjoy your work, you'll never ever make money. He said, um, if you want to make money, you've got to hate the job. He said, because then you don't feel guilty charging." That's exactly right. Uh, he's not wrong. But again, that wasn't the aim of the game. No, no, I just loved doing the work I did. and It, was, it started way back in school. Yep. I wanted to be a carpenter, and um, I put up with the army for 12 years over it, and... Finally got out and and started doing what I really wanted to do and, Yep. Uh, for six years of work for another builder, and he refused to change what he did, and we were doing mm-hmm. his uh, style of work, so I ended up giving it away to go and do what I wanted to yep. do. So in 1992, I started my own. Now, in 92, okay, so that's 92... Really, you started in 92? Yeah. Only two years before I was born? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, On my own... On your own, yeah. So thirty-two years no, worth of building. Technically, te- 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 the six years before that, I was—I was—I got out of the army in eighty-seven, and I started working as a subcontractor. So yeah, I was running you had business, your own business, I was but own you were a cop then. and worked for yeah, And then yeah. in ninety-two, I started my own building business as yeah. a builder. So thirty-two years yeah. to today. Yeah. Just technically, you're still running your business. Oh yeah, I'm still. Hey, I'm, I'm, we're in He's the process of finally He's not working. Up. Yeah, we're finally <laughs> we're fin- we, we're going through the paperwork like for the side insurance of it. company. is not working. No, I'm not. I'm I'm we're going through the fi- it it's amazing. It's taken us over 2 years to finally yeah, to close the business up. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. By the time we wind down uh, accounts and wind down tax. Uh, tax is amazing. I've only just finished my tax for 32 for 22 23. Yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, you, here we are, the beginning of yeah, 2024, and, and you've only just finished your tax And are still going to have to do it again next year. That's right. So, we're looking... At, again, it's probably very boring for the people that are listening, but the shutdown of your business as a whole, to the point where you no longer have to look after it, yep. it's probably going to be a five-year process. Um, I've got to carry any job I've done for seven years, so... Other another, than like that, another five years just carrying jobs in case anything goes wrong. Other than um, that, but like in terms of you being able to completely say that yeah. GR and WA Dodds building service is no longer six. a functioning business is going to be about a five year process. Yeah, yeah, it's that's, that's fucking wild. Yeah, it's amazing because it's it's it just doesn't end. No, yeah. things like advertising. I cancelled all my advertising, but you pay for all your advertising for twelve months in advance. Yeah. So, even though i closed all the... The accounts and the, stuff. The, the advertising thing Advertising still, they don't, yeah. they don't recall Yellow Pages and tear up the buddy books. <laughs> um, That's an effort and a half if they yeah. did. And and the same applies to any agency that you yeah. advertise for over the internet. They don't just pull you out. No. They leave you in there until your time runs out. Yep. And even some of them, they continued on. They... Yeah, I've cancelled my subscription, yeah. but I'm still getting Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, buddy. Um, I'm, I'm. i I. can't. I can't get rid of my work trailer. I can't no. wind up all my tools. I can't do that sort of stuff until I'm certain it is totally finished. It's done and dusted. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So that's an interesting process. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, anyway, I think next time we come back and maybe we discuss we, some. We'll more. talk about Nelson's Bay. Nelson, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk Bay about some of the actual funny-ish. work that you yeah, did. Yeah. Um, Nelson's Bay was funny as yeah. It was it was a huge comedy virus. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that was work. Work was good. Yeah. But the The owner owner was a, a he was hilarious. He was a solicitor, and he was hilarious. Yeah. Right. Okay. He was hilarious. Good fun. Um, Alistair uh, Alistair was an apprentice. Uh, he was a third-year apprentice, um, and he joined the army as a musician and failed. <laughs> so he became a carpenter. Um, and um, way to fall upwards, my guy. Yeah, and he was up there too. And they, the the two tradesmen and Alistair lived up there, and I lived at home In, yeah. and travelled each day. But the things that they did to poor Alistair the whole time up there was amazing. It was unreal. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Next time we'll come back and we'll discuss Nelson's Bay and some of the other work you yeah. did. Yep, yeah. When we went trolling for sharks behind the ski boat and I was the, the bait. You were the bait? <laughs> fucking, that seems like a bad idea. It was. <laughs> yeah, how fucking bad it was! <laughs> the owner, the... the, the head tradesman had towed his boat all the way up there to go skiing. It was either buddy too cold or whatever to ski. it off. I've towed it up here, someone's going skiing. <laughs> so they made me go skiing. go skiing. I've never skied in my lot. Nero's tucked behind on hell. Uh, he said, yeah, we're just trolling for sharks. You, you can't ski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Right, Alan. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll go like get another beer. beer. Yep. yep. Time for another beer. Right. I probably don't need another one, but let's go have one anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get some dinner ready yeah okay all good thanks for listening everybody if you want to get in touch with us we have an email address it's IrememberWhenPodcast at gmail.com if you want to see photos that we keep talking about and referencing we put them up on our Instagram page it's at IrememberWhenPodcast on Instagram thanks very much everybody we'll see you next time bye